0: Welcome to MuggleCaster Weekly Ride into the Wizarding World fandom. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric.
1: i uh,
2: Micah. And I'm Laura.
0: With the holiday season now getting underway, on this week's episode, we're going to look at more fan-made Harry Potter items that you can put on your wishlist or maybe buy for somebody else. And we're going to look at where we can find some of the old Harry Potter memorabilia that we remember from our childhood. Some of us may still have these things others may have lost or sold these things so we're going to look at how to get those classics back also we do have some news some uh large news actually and we'll get to that in a moment but first just a couple quick reminders All episodes of MuggleCast are now available in our RSS feed, so if you want to listen to the old ones, especially maybe over the holidays when uh, we are going to be taking a couple weeks off, you can just scroll far back in your podcast feed and you will find the earliest episodes of MuggleCast. Also, if you really enjoy the show, please do leave us a review. We would really appreciate that if your podcast app allows reviews. And finally, I just mentioned we are going to be off a couple of weeks over the next couple of months. We will be off next week due to the Thanksgiving holiday here in America. So we will miss you during that time, but we will be back the following week.
1: Yes. And of course, we are thankful for our listeners more so than anything else. It's true.
0: More so than ever, I would say, because we've been doing this for 16 years and it's so great to still have an audience and still have new people coming into the show. So We're thankful for everyone. And we're also thankful that you deal with our nonsense sometimes, (laughs) like when, you know, maybe a week ago, somebody on the show goes, there's no way the trio's getting back together. Who said that?
2: Yeah. I wonder who that was. It was Eric.
1: Jamie.
0: It was Jamie. It was Jamie. (laughs) Yep. It was Jamie. So let's get into the news. The trio, Dan Radcliffe, Emma Watson, Rupert Grint, and many other Harry Potter stars are getting back together to film a 20th anniversary special that will be airing on HBO Max on New Year's Day. This was a shock for everybody, I think. Just you. Well, okay. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say shock, but it was really big news and everybody was so excited about this because obviously the headline here is Dan Rupert and Emma getting back together. But they also revealed some of the other cast members who will be a part of this anniversary special. Let me read them off real quick. Helena Bonham Carter, Robbie Coltrane, Ray Fiennes, Gary Oldman, Imelda Staunton, Tom Felton, James and Oliver Phelps, Mark Williams, Bonnie Wright, Alfred Enoch, Matthew Lewis, Ivana Lynch, and director Chris Columbus will all be a part of this special and probably many more surprises.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to add two more to that list because I read about them in my local newspaper. I still get the newspaper. You can throw jokes at me. Jason Isaacs, who seems like a no brainer, and Ian Hart, who played Professor Quirrell. Oh. Makes sense to get him back for Sorcerer Stone. Right. I wonder, I
3: say, will
1: yeah. they try and like superimpose Ray Fiennes onto the back of his head? Oh, that'd be Ooh. fun!
3: Yeah, they could
0: redo that scene because oh. it wasn't Ray. Ray Fiennes in movie one, right?
3: Yeah, that, that would be amazing. That's so good. Yeah, I was gonna say Ian Hart makes a lot of sense. There are like I was counting seven of those actors weren't in the first Harry Potter movie um, (laughs) that they're bringing back for this. But I want to see you know Gary Oldman reflect on twenty years of the HP films. You know this the films clearly came and hit each of these actors' careers in a different place. Maybe even started. I was going to say for the younger generation's career. So it's going to be exciting to see them reflect. And I particularly am interested in the discussion between Chris Columbus and the trio or any of the kids, really.
2: Yeah. Do you think he's going to try and convince them to do a uh, Cursed Child? <laughs> Did you guys read
3: my
0: recent <laughs> interview where I said I want to do Cursed Child with y'all? Yes, Chris, we're not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of actors who weren't in movie one and are appearing here, like Eric just mentioned, I wanted to read this little comment from Ivana Lynch, who was actually just on this show a few weeks ago, promoting her new book. She said, please, can we agree to not remind production? I wasn't actually in Philosopher's Stone and was still in my Harry Potter themed bedroom drooling over their posters 20 years (laughs) ago. I'm trying so hard to play it cool about getting this invite. (laughs) So... She's so excited, it sounds like. Oh my, oh my God, God, that's amazing. She's yeah, just a written,
3: gem. <laughs> her book is amazing, but also she talks about like drooling over Dan Radcliffe and stuff. It's so funny. It's just so.
0: So I think, uh, like I said, everybody was very excited about this. I am not a fan of the hits sitcom Friends, but. HBO Max did do a Friends reunion a few months ago. I decided to watch it just because so many people were talking about it. And it was good. Like I said, I didn't watch Friends, but I enjoyed it. And if it's anything like that, I think it's just going to be a joy for Harry Potter fans.
1: Now, have we settled on who is actually going to host this reunion? Is it the trio of Dan, M and Rupert? Is there going to be some sort of moderator there
0: so the friends reunion had james corden hosting it which was not a good choice he has no association with friends mm. they should pick somebody associated with harry potter in some way i don't think it'll be the trio hosting there yeah.
2: are maybe chris to- columbus will
3: host that could be interesting when he gets to gary oldman he's like okay and i never worked with you but uh you were yes. pretty excited ex- and then there's
1: six other people right yeah right, yeah yeah, that, yeah. Uh, but there there are some notable exceptions to the list as well i was thinking of warwick davis he could be a really good host mm
0: -hmm. yeah
1: chris rankin yeah
0: yeah because i think i think you have to pick somebody who has hosting experience and i I do think warwick davis has hosting experience
3: (laughs) yeah well so warwick davis hosted at least one or more of their like park openings i know that for sure He's done um, Star Wars events too. I've been at them that he's hosted. And Chris Rankin is actually uh I'm even if they asked him he's booked right now. He's touring the Music of Harry Potter concert. Oh, that's uh, cool. Which is yeah, he's posting all about it. You can read about it on his I'm on his sure Twitter. Sure
1: he'd Rankin. make an exception for this.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but I'm it's it's actually like all over like Eastern Europe and stuff and it's like multiple days a week. I'm I'm sure he's actually like with a scheduling conflict right now. Right. That's fun.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see because f- they do have to pick somebody or at least somebody to interview the cast.
3: Yeah. I guess that could be Chris Columbus, like Laura said. Well, I saw clips of the Friends reunion and it seemed like, you know, Matt LeBlanc and the other actors were like interviewing each other. Like, I don't even know there why Worst
0: segments. Gordon- there were, there were there? two. So there are segments where they were just hanging out together, and they did script reads, by the way. They uh, reenacted scenes just around the table. I hope they do that with this Harry Potter one. Be some of our favorite lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then there was another section of the show where James Corden was actually hosting and interviewing them.
1: One of the things I know we talked about um, during our Slug Club hangout was what we hear maybe from Maggie Smith. We know that she is not listed here, but- would be very cool, of course, to hear from her after all these years. Also, think it'd be nice if they paid tribute to both Alan Rickman and Richard Harris during this yeah. Yeah. reunion. Yes. A sort of like in memoriam, in a way. I'm
2: sure they will. I feel like that's a given, hopefully. And Helen
1: McCrory as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: The press release mentions in-depth interviews, never-before-seen clips, special guests, and a few extra exciting surprises along the way so another person who is missing from this list and who isn't mentioned at all who is it is jk rowling who it'll be very interesting to see if she appears in this i think Mm. pre-2019 she was a shoo-in of course she would appear in this Mm. but now it's a very big question mark I can see why they wouldn't include her in the press release, because that's what the story would have been all about. That's what Mm -hmm. social media would have been talking about. I'm not going to watch this because J.K. Rowling's in it, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. If they just squeeze her in as a little surprise, like 30 second appearance, maybe they can get away with it and not receive much backlash. But here's the other thing. The trio, Dan Rupert and Emma, have all spoken out against Rowling's comments so it's a little awkward if they're all together.
3: Yeah. You know, I'm sure she still occupies kind of like a mystic figure in their life as being somebody that wrote the book series that that changed their lives. You know, I'm I'm sure they have a, a deeper, you know, like a personal relationship with her all these years. And I'm I'm sure that doesn't go away. Always.
2: Mm-hmm. We'll say I saw Emma Watson's um, 20th anniversary statement on Instagram and she thanks the fans. She's super appreciative of how inclusive the fandom is. She mentions mm. fellow cast and everyone who worked on the movies. She does not mention JK Rowling once. Because
3: now we got bad blood. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I,
2: it, clearly, at the very least, in terms of what's public facing, people are being very careful Mm. So I don't know if that's a PR, a piece of PR advice that everybody is trying to distance themselves from J.K. Rowling, which is awkward given that she did write the books, um, mm. but it it does seem to be a theme.
3: Well, I'd love to hear from David Heyman specifically. <laughs> yeah. You know, he optioned the film rights. would right. be a great host. Yeah. Well, he was telling us back on MuggleCast 200, which everybody should listen to also this month to celebrate um, because he gave a really good interview to us. But uh, he talked about, you know, optioning the film rights in the late 90s for the film. He he loved the books, made the movies happen. Him and and like Stuart Craig's designs that later went in the movie. These are people that could really lend a fascinating perspective uh, in this retro special. Yeah, David Barron as well. He was there the Mm -hmm. whole time.
1: I, I... would agree though with what's been said. I I think it's likely that J.K. Rowling would pre-record something, whether that opens up the special or ends the special. Could also see won't it, end it. Would it be even worse for her to open it live
3: from New York? Yeah, I think both are pretty <laughs> possible. Maybe they do
1: like a little <laughs> quote card, a message from J.K. Rowling. That's to me even it weirder. Says, hey, because then it's mm. it's a written as opposed to being recorded. This is a tough spot to be in if you're Warner Brothers to kind of make that decision whether or not to include her, because presumably you're going to be working with her for a number of other films, even you know possibly outside of the Fantastic Beasts series.
0: Right, and then you're potentially creating some bad blood if you don't invite her to participate. Like, Would she be a little salty about that? Maybe she doesn't care. I mean, I think there's a case to be made that... You don't really need J.K. rolling at this. This is about the movies. Right. Right. She was producing to some extent, you know, giving some feedback, but she never appeared. She, but the movies are just based on the books. Like, I think they can get away with not including her. Mm-hmm.
1: Did she? I, agree. I I haven't looked myself, but I'm curious. Did she release anything around the 20th anniversary of the movie earlier this week?
0: I know. No, no I, I've taken a, a peek or two. Because I was curious if she would like retweet the announcement about the reunion, and there's Mm. there's nothing. Her last tweet was October 12th, promoting her book. Mm. So. Mm. So yeah, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. This gives me a poll idea for our social media channels. Place your bets, everybody. Will JK Rowling be appearing during the reunion special? Another big question is, will they release the Secrets of Dumbledore trailer during this event? I think they have to promote the movie there because every Harry Potter fan is going to be tuning into this.
3: Well, if they do, then we're all wrong and we all lost the bet as because we Mm -hmm. predicted dates on the latest bonus muggle guest about when the secret uh, trailer is coming. So,
0: yeah, maybe the trailer will come earlier. And then during this reunion special, they will unveil an exclusive clip. Maybe
3: I I want to see a sit down
1: interview between Michael Gambon and Jude Law. And maybe that's how
0: wait that needs to happen. That's cool. What if Dan Fogler hosted oh, the reunion event? He would
1: a great do it one. Too. That's a great choice. Yeah, it would be here's, really cool.
0: Here's one of the stars of Fantastic Beasts, The Secrets of Dumbledore out in April, Dan Fogler. And yeah, he he's got the hosting chops.
3: Man, I'd also like to see Eddie do it or Catherine, you know, or Allison for sure. Just one of those. <laughs> how about all four of them <laughs> interview the cast? That'd be kinda wild. That'd be to amazing. See. Yeah. Um, But no, the idea of recreating the lines between Quirrell and Voldemort and Harry is the best idea I've ever heard. That needs to happen now. There's so
0: many fun things. And I mean, from what we've seen with this quiz show that's coming up, the the quiz show looks pretty clever. It looks like they've got a a lot going on. So that and the set is beautiful. So that leads makes me hopeful that this reunion special is just going to be top notch.
3: Man, I know we haven't. Really gotten the Harry Potter TV series, but it sounds like they're dabbling in TV-produced Harry Potter events, like this between the announced quiz show and then also now this reunion. It seems like there's really Harry Potter stuff happening on TV coming from you know official channels.
0: Yeah, and this unscripted stuff they can do for cheaper and faster. I do wonder if they paid the trio a pretty penny. I feel like they might mu- all the cast members, but yeah, Dan Rupert and Emma to get them back together. I feel like. That was costly. Mm. Last point I'll make on this is that I think it's genius that they're releasing this on New Year's Day. Nobody does anything on New Year's Day, but chill, right? Right. So we're going to wake up, maybe a little hungover from the night before, <laughs> and we're going to watch a special. Or will it air? Will it be released at midnight? So instead of doing New Year's Eve countdowns, we're actually counting down <laughs> oh, to
2: the man. <laughs> I love the th- idea of a throwback to a midnight release. Oh. Yes. We can all be on a Zoom call together, counting down, and then hitting play mm-hmm. on our TVs. Well, we're all
3: vaccinated. Let's go to like uh, Borders or a... no, that don't work. Right? Um, Barnes and Noble midnight <laughs> release
0: viewing party. I'm sorry, everybody. I've got plans. I don't have. I don't have time for this idea. Oh. <laughs> Good idea though.
2: Sorry. You do
1: it from the studio tour. Right. That's where this is happening.
2: Oh yeah, they're going back to Leavesden.
0: Yeah.
3: Yeah, okay, But it's you not know live, what? to be clear.
2: We're going to go to hmm. Leavesden, and Andrew, you can go on with your yeah. New Year's plans. The I three of us that. will yeah. have a great time.
3: I, I don't think it's live, though. So I, I Yeah, I'll be texting everybody, Happy New Year, and everybody will be like, It's 7 p.m. What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it is funny that they announced this literally the same day that we released last week's episode, in which I said, The trio are never, ever getting back together. I know those comments aged very poorly, However, in my defense, I was referring to the trio getting back together to reprise their roles as Harry, Ron, and Hermione. So, well, what if
3: they re- wait? What if they read dialogue? Is that does that count? Read dialogue? No, that doesn't count. No,
2: that might count. You know what I mean?
0: Me. A yeah, I know what you, you? Yeah.
2: Curse Child? About or-
1: chi- yeah, I felt like you were talking about Curse Child.
2: Yeah.
3: It was specifically right. tied to Chris Columbus's that,
2: interview. Yeah, that and look, was, I was—that was the context. But don't let that stand in the way of a good story. No, oh, of course, flashy headline. This. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: I, I released the press release. I on saw your statement. Uh, it Facebook. was very, my <laughs> Cast patron, you patron, clearly gave Facebook that to your group.
3: lawyers first. No, no. <laughs> I had they fun okay. writing
0: that. That was fun. And
1: we can clip the audio and use it however we need to. So there's that.
0: <laughs> I was just trying to make a Taylor Swift reference for all the Swifties out there because it was a big week for them. And look, all I know, I know it kind of looks like I was wrong, <laughs> but I just ask you to please go easy on me. Adele's 30 is out now. All right, here's some more shocking news. So we've mentioned that the North American versions of Cursed Child were going to be compressed from two parts to one. Well, the Broadway show is now open again, and one person who attended a show tweeted some very interesting information about the play. It sounds like the show in this new one part format is now acknowledging that Albus and Scorpius do have a romantic interest in one another. This person who tweeted about the changes is named Faith, and she seems to be a big fan of the show. Plus, she used to write for Entertainment Weekly and is currently at Marvel. She said in a series of all caps tweets, In the Patrona scene, Scorpius had his own realization and said aloud, I'm doing this for Albus instead of Snape suggesting it. When Delphi was torturing Scorpius with Crucio, she called Albus's weakness love, not friendship, and she looked directly at Scorpius and said love. They cut every bit of dialogue in the final conversation with Albus and Scorpius about girlfriends and liking women and Polly Chapman, and across the board, generally a lot of the forced straight content was gone. Every line about Albus getting a girlfriend in that scene is gone. Also, after Scorpius, in theory, asks out Rose, he calls what he's trying to build with her a love palace. And Albus says, are you sure that's the person you want to be building a love palace with? And Scorpius said, I think so. And then the master of all, in the final scene with Albus and Harry, there is a completely new section of the script. Where Albus brings up Scorpius and stutters about him and says to Harry, Scorpius is the most important person in my life. He might always be the most important person in my life. And he and Harry have this moment of realization with each other. And Harry says, if he's going to be the most important person in your life, I think that's a very good thing. And then Harry says, I really like him. Faith also said, we had only started picking up on stuff after Delphi called it love, not friendship. But now we are sitting looking through the script and realizing that they cut every single line about Rose and Scorpius being romantic besides his awkward bread moment. They also cut a ton of lines where they go out of their way to call each other friends or best friends, including the conversation with Delphi about best friends slash friendship.
1: So it, it sounds like, Andrew, this is just the week that you got trolled between <laughs> the trio getting back together and scorbis right. which you penned a a beautiful um, i don't know what we call it story is that
0: I don't know if I would call it beautiful but yeah a fan <laughs> I'm fiction try, I'm it was to a to fan you,
1: what do you want me to refer to it as
0: <laughs> an x-rated fan oh, fiction oh oh yeah
1: sorry <laughs> massively inappropriate story for kids under the age of 25
0: also towards the end of the play Albus brings up Scorpius to Harry and stutters about Scorpius and says to Harry, Scorpius is the most important person in my life. He might always be the most important person in my life. And then Harry gives Albus approval and he says he likes Scorpius. He says, I really like him. Harry also says, if he's going to be the most important person in your life, I think that's a very good thing. So it really does sound like they changed up the story to lean into the idea of Scorbis. Now here's the question: why now?
3: Butts and seats. Nobody's covering this though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. it's it's impossible to guess, right, why they did this, but I'm I'm glad that it really does seem to be the case. Like this is this is well reported. Somebody who knows how the show went the first time talking about how it changed. It's it's substantial. Like, Rose no longer flirts uh, with Scorpius a bunch. Um, yeah. That's huge. That just always felt weird to me anyway. And you're right. I mean, when you first saw Cursed Child, Andrew, you and all audiences, you know, a lot of us felt that that relationship w- between Albus and Scorpius was absolutely hinted at and totally yeah. realistic and totally there, and then they know homo did. Yeah, yeah, sorry. N- to to not be acknowledged at all and now it seems like they've just gotten a little bit more chill about it. Yeah. Because the writing su- has always supported it.
2: I was going to say exactly to your point Eric, it sounds like these characters just have and always have had a natural chemistry that exceeds the bounds of platonic friendship. And based on what I've heard from everyone who's seen the play, it felt like they were trying to force these characters into the box as being straight. And now they're letting them out of the box, out of the closet, as it were, and letting them be (laughs) who they are, letting the characters exist naturally, it makes yeah, yeah like way th- more that sense. line about
3: Polly Chapman was such a throwaway. Like, who's talking about Polly? Ch- like, yeah, yeah, sure, Albus is way into her.
2: Like, I
0: seriously wonder if they didn't see the relationship between Albus and Scorpius, the the sparks, so to speak, that were there. And then the play opens up, and then people start talking about it. The viewers start noticing it, and they're like, "Oh, wow, we totally missed that." But then I'm like, really? How do you miss that? It's pretty
3: apparent. It's a long play, Andrew. It was. Yeah. It was it, it, true. And true. I,
2: I feel bad saying this. I I always like to assume positive intent, but the question does occur to me. Did they let this out of the box? Because of all of the negative reaction to J.K. Rowling and her comments over the last couple of years. Is this an attempt to show more inclusivity in official Wizarding World properties to try and win back some of the fans who were turned off by that?
3: such a shame Curse Child is still not canon. Otherwise, I'd be like, good job, everybody. (laughs) It is canon. Well, I think that's a completely valid
0: theory, Laura. I could see that too. Speaking of canon, though, Eric, so over in the UK and in Australia for now, Australia is going to go down to one part I read, I think, next year, that still has the original story intact. The two-part play still has the original story intact. So what is canon now if these two plays are telling different stories? I know Mm. Scorbis isn't the biggest part of the play, but it's a pretty significant element. Mm-hmm. given these two are best friends and it stars these two. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it's what you want it to be. And kind of going off of what Laura had said earlier, I'm wondering if the whole Dumbledore Grindelwald storyline also gave them a bit of an opening to explore this, where otherwise maybe they were a bit hesitant to do so. And also was wondering, John Tiffany, Jack Thorne, Have they ever talked about this in interviews, kind of to your point, Andrew, given that they're the ones who really wrote this
3: story? Has anyone asked them the question about Scorbis before? I found a quote from MuggleNet, July 30th, 2018. It is uh, with John Tiffany. It is a love story between Scorpius and Albus in lots of ways, but that doesn't mean it's sexual. (laughs) Okay. I suppose the whole queer baiting thing, because they were getting accusations of queer baiting, is just people saying, I want more representation and I want explicit representation, but also uh also that would become the story. So interesting. Seems like he was might have been resistant to a little bit more explicit representation. But right, and
0: that's fine. I don't expect them to be like making out in right. the play. Like this the new elements that faith is describing that's fine by me
3: that's yeah whatever yeah. makes it a better play honestly yeah yeah
2: it, the fact that we have two different versions of the play currently in existence and it calls into question what's canon and what's not i'm like are they gonna start introducing branching timelines into harry potter now like
0: oh no it's no, a multiverse
3: no.
2: I mean, it's really successful for some other big properties. I wouldn't blame them for seeing the potential there.
0: So in the North American version, they like shifted time five extra minutes. And because of that, they actually started having feelings towards one another. I guess (laughs) so. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's nice to see. I wish it was there from the beginning. Yep. All right, so we are going to finally get to our gift guide today, but first, we have a new sponsor here on the show, and they are perfect for feeling cozy in the common room this season. They are Beam, a wellness brand that makes products for sleep, calm, focus, recovery, and hydration. With the holidays approaching, they have some great news. Beam's best-selling sleep product, Dream Powder Hot Cocoa, now comes in white chocolate peppermint, It's the perfect winter wind down for cold, snowy nights. It's triple lab tested and contains the ultimate sleep promoting ingredients, including nano CBD, magnesium, melatonin, and there's no, no added sugar or artificial sweeteners. Perfect. Whenever I have a rough time sleeping, I always turn to CBD, and it works wonders. It is really like a light switch for me. And now you can combine this with other ingredients known to promote sleep, plus a cozy holiday flavor, and it sounds perfect. I cannot wait to try this out. White chocolate peppermint dream powder only lasts for a limited time, so get it while it's hot. (laughs) (laughs) And great news. For a limited time, if you subscribe to any Beam product, you can also take advantage of their best sale of the year for Black Friday and Cyber Monday. You'll get 40% off the first three months of any subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off any one-time purchase. Again, this is Beam's biggest offer of the year, and it won't last long. Head to beamorganics.com slash mugglecast. That's B-E-A-M organicscom dot slash M-U-G-G-L-E-C-A-S-T for 40% off the first three months of any Beam subscription, plus a free mug and frother, or 20% off any one-time purchase. Subscriptions are month to month and can be paused or canceled at any time. It's time for our 2021 holiday gift guide. So like we did last year, I thought we could try to focus on fan-made Harry Potter products because there's so much great stuff out there. But at the end of this discussion, we will also talk about some of the new official products that have been on our radar.
2: So I found a couple of things on Etsy that I'm pretty sure I'm going to be ordering this holiday season. Um, The first one comes from a creator called Luna's Crafts Designs, and it is a teacup that has the tea leaves representation of the Grimm in the bottom of the cup. And it comes with a saucer as well that has a quote on there that says, my dear, you have the Grimm. <laughs> but it looks so good. It looks just like the representation from the movie. And it's 35 bucks. So actually you know, a pretty affordable little piece of, um, you know, fan made movie slash book paraphernalia. So I really like it. I, I think I'm going to be getting one of these for somebody in my life. Not going to say who, just in case they're listening.
0: It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm listening. I feel like this is great for Halloween <laughs> as well.
2: Halloween gifts. Yeah,
3: or like just sipping tea on Halloween. Who doesn't want to get to the bottom of their teacup and find a death omen?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially if if you're like me Year. and you have a dark sense of humor, <laughs> or you just like <laughs> horror and the macabre in general. This is a great gift for uh, anyone in your life who's a fan of you know Sirius Black or particularly the Prisoner of Azkaban book or um, you know anybody who likes like if your friend really likes Edgar Allan Poe, for example. I think that this will be right up their alley.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just the thought. Andrew, when you told us we were doing another uh, Gift Guide episode, uh, the first thing I thought of was this really awesome thing that I've seen, this trend that I've seen over the last year, which are, I guess, the collective version uh, of what they're being called is book nooks, but they're like, have you guys seen these where they're bookends, but- they go and you basically look at them and they look like a hidden alcove or alleyway in miniature form on the middle of your bookshelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. So they go in between books actually. Yeah.
3: Or they can Yeah, at least. And, and it's not, it's not just Harry Potter. But there's this trend on TikTok as well with them, but they're they're hand, like miniature crafted out of wood and other materials, painted, you can light them up. I mean, it's it's honestly amazing what you can do with LEDs uh, these days and like how a lot of these are made. But you can find, even just on Etsy, if you search uh, bookend alley uh, or book nooks, all of the results look just absolutely amazing. And I think I'm going to actually spring for one of one or more of these book nooks it it seems like the perfect thing to accentuate my existing bookshelf which is loaded with books but something that's light up and just it it really to me symbolizes the uh, escape that books bring me when you're you know just walking past your bookshelf in your apartment and you look in and you see that it's like deep it just reminds me of like the borrowers for some reason like Somebody mm-hmm. could be living inside your books the way that you live inside them when you're reading them for escape. Yeah, it brings life to your bookshelf. Love it. I will say these gifts are not on the super cheap end. The um they they usually run anywhere from I'd say eighty dollars. You can find a few for forty and sixty, but about eighty dollars I'd say is average to up to two hundred thirty. Um, just from what I'm seeing. So, you know, depending on how handcrafted you want and depending on if they, you know, they have your specific fandom, uh, they can be pretty pricey, but, uh, you know, if you're getting it for yourself, you can justify it. I'm also seeing somebody
0: sells a book nook kit. So they kind of give you the box and then Uh you can just build your own, which is also a fun idea. Maybe a good, like holiday
3: activity or something. Yeah. You guys, I think we figured out what next year's uh, physical gift should be.
0: Nope. Nope. Simpler. <laughs> <laughs>
3: the first gift
1: uh, that I'd recommend, and I actually came across these first on Etsy, was Winmark Stamp and Sign. They do uh, pretty much anything you'd want on a stainless steel, stemless wine glass. But I opted, of course, for Ravenclaw House, the house sigil. And what I like about this is that you don't necessarily need to use it as just a wine glass. You can or or it's really more of like a mug. Um you can use it for coffee, you can use it for mixed drinks. So it's multi-purpose, and you can really brand it whatever you want. So obviously, if you're into the houses, you can do Ravenclaw, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, or Gryffindor, but you can also put sayings on it too from the Harry Potter series. So I thought it's a gift that you know that if you get somebody they're definitely going to get a lot of use out of. And I'm all for things that you actually are going to end up using not something that's just going to get put on the side and not be touched for 10 or 15 years or or end up in the trash after a couple of months. So
0: Oh, a pen. I have 500. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'll definitely use this and one. And
1: depending on what house you're in, you know, you can show off your house pride a little bit
0: while having a nice glass of wine.
1: When you when you're throwing back a few drinks. Yeah. Mm. Or your coffee in the morning. Yeah. You can do some some iced coffee there. Reusable when you go to Duncan, Andrew, you can use this. (laughs)
3: Ah.
0: So, both of my picks actually were suggested by our listeners. We had a Slug Club hangout on our Patreon last night. That's when Slug Club patrons can chill with us on Zoom for an hour. And we were talking about this upcoming discussion. So, they did
1: the work for you.
0: They did the work for me. But I like (laughs) playing most of the show. So, it's fine. It's fine. First of all, this one from Chloe. This is a custom Hogwarts acceptance letter. And the reason I wanted to bring this one up is because this is what we all dream of, right? Getting the Hogwarts letter. But yeah. And you, you've you been able to buy the Hogwarts letter, but this one goes a step further. You can actually have your name on the letter or for a loved one that you're buying this for. It also comes with a ticket to Hogwarts. It's I think it's the official one that um they sell at the Wizarding World and probably other places. And it also comes with a real wax seal. So you receive this all in an envelope, you you pop open the wax seal, and there is your Hogwarts letter. I would actually recommend pairing this maybe with another gift, like maybe tickets to the Wizarding World theme park or like some other Harry Potter event, because it's kind of like inviting you somewhere, you know? That's
2: a great idea.
0: Yeah. Or just like another any Harry Potter related gift, because I, I feel like this is just a cool introduction to the gift that you're about to give somebody. But regardless, you should definitely check these out. This is somebody on Etsy. And by the way, when we mention these Etsy ones, you can rest easy when it comes to the quality of these products, because you can see the reviews like this one, for example, 4.9 stars with 681 reviews. That is my first pick. And thank you again, chloe so i used chloe's idea but i explained why it
3: moved me so much i want to buy all this mm. stuff honestly it's true know. every time we do one of these i'm like i'm just gonna feel it on the wall i'm wallet. just
2: sitting here filling up my cart i'm like okay yes <laughs> <laughs> Adds i a need cart. this Adds a cart. <laughs> um my second recommendation is from uh it's also etsy a creator called serena teal designs uh, and they are Harry Potter themed engraved Apple watch bands. So for anyone Ooh. in your life who has an Apple watch and would like to put their own custom spin on that. Um, these are really cool. They have engravings of Harry's glasses, the platform nine and three quarters sign, um, a Hogwarts letter, a broomstick, the Deathly Hallows symbol is on there an owl is on there. And you can also get it in a variety of different colors, but there are also three different themes. Um, so you can get one that has, um, the outline uh, or the profile of Harry's head and it says the boy who lived in script on it. You can get one that just says always and you can get another one that says mischief managed. They also come in a variety of sizes too. So um, this would be a great accessory to give to anyone in your life who has an Apple watch and they're about $20. So very affordable.
0: I love my Apple Watch. I've had it since mm-hmm. they started selling Apple Watches. I've never seen Apple Watch bands that are engraved.
3: These Me are either. so cool. It's really neat. Adding to cart. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, going on the theme of singling out specific Etsy creators, I would like to direct your attention to Clever Badger Designs by uh, our friend Amy who works at MuggleNet, and she does uh, a number of book series, very, very, very nice bookmarks, some knitted items, including headwear, neckwear, neck warmer, bookmarks, coasters, really just runs the gamut. There's ceramic, there's handcrafted items. Um, it's really just a wonderful shop to be checking out this time of year. I try and check it out every time this time of year. Uh, I've gotten good Christmas gifts for the uh, from this shop before, and really just good stuff from a fellow Harry Potter fan, uh, including, I'll just single out the uh, necklaces that she has, a stainless steel and aluminum, loyal badger for Hufflepuff and a brave lion for Gryffindor. There's just some really cool handmade items that I know Amy works really hard to make. Cool. Love this. I like the quotes. Uh, I want to see part? more of these.
1: All right. And uh, for my second recommendation, I uh, went with some candles from a Frostbeard Studio. And uh, the Ooh. reason why is because uh, they may have some uh, names that will be familiar to us. Now, I think this is definitely <laughs> a company that probably dealt with some copyright issues at some point. And the reason why I <laughs> say that- Or they know how to
0: avoid them. Or they, they know how know to how avoid them.
1: them. <laughs> uh, for example, the one I'm looking directly at is called Wizardy Buttery Drink, Uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is very creative it
0: sounds like those halloween costumes shock jock radio dj you know howard stern yeah i'm picturing it (laughs) yeah
1: yeah but uh they definitely have some potter themed ones here that i think a lot of our listeners would enjoy christmas in the great hall which smells like mistletoe ginger and holly berry and then you have christmas at the borough who doesn't want their house around christmas smelling like the borough Cookies, cinnamon, and vanilla, so if you're not a big you know baker around the holidays like Jacob is, of course, uh you know you can just light this candle up and your house will be smelling uh like cookies, which I mean who doesn't want their house smelling like cookies, and then there's one called the headmaster's mm. office. Which smells like Dumbledore, I
3: guess. <laughs> I have that one. It's very good. Yeah. That Dumbledore. one and, and Winter Keep. I think I was gifted these a couple of years ago. I definitely have some Frostbeard Studio candles. And they the thing with candles I find is that sometimes the smell doesn't travel. The nice scent that, you know, like it kind of, you have to be pretty close to it. But I've lit these and walked away and had it fill up a room with the aroma. And nice. so these are very good soy candles that are very, I, I just love them. Yeah. And
1: another reason why, too, I think our listeners will really like them is there are other kind of, you know, series that you could Sherlock study. I'm looking at there's some things tied to Lord of the Rings. So there's other mm-hmm. areas of interest that I'm sure a lot of our listeners have. They can find something interesting here.
0: And there's also one called Wizard's
3: Tower.
1: I think that's a Lord <laughs> of the Rings. To be-
3: oh, no. Oh, is
1: it? Maybe. Eric, check me on that.
3: Uh, I think I have whatever that original was. I wonder if it's worth more money because uh, I think they changed the name. Of it. <laughs> yeah, there's also
1: a divination I'll, classroom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'll
3: buy
0: that one.
1: Pumpkin juice.
2: I was going to say that uh, Wizards Tower one. Do you think it was originally called Astronomy Tower?
0: That's what oh, I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Astronomy maybe. Tower perfect, of Terror, maybe. Perfect candle to light before you push somebody over the edge. Smells yeah. like
2: a cool June night and murder <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, let's wow. do our own candles and they'll be like it'll be stuff like that love it astronomy <laughs> tower as dumbledore falls
1: amazing all right well if we do any more on frostbeard we're gonna have to say that this week's episode was brought to you by Frostbeard yeah, Studio. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> security nightmare just smells like fire
1: but agree with eric i've gotten a bunch of these as well and they're awesome
0: And this one came from Lance also at our slug club hangout the other night, custom lenticular chocolate frog cards. Mm. So we all know the chocolate frog cards from the movies. These will actually go between two pictures of you or whoever else, depending on the angle that you're looking at it. And this makes it feel like it's straight out of the movie. It makes it feel like an official chocolate frog card, but it's you, and it has your name on it, and a description of you, the wizard on the back, because, you know, the chocolate frog cards have a little bio about the wizard. This is only $21, and it's got this cool hologram feature. Like, sign me up for this.
3: This is really cool. Chocolate frog cards are quickly becoming my favorite fan-crafted item. Like, we had Hannah on last year, who... who- drew them yeah and this like lenticular however this creator is able to do like however they've ever done they probably have a machine for it but i i love yeah. the result those always looked super cool whenever we would get them in like you know kids meal toys so i just love the creativity that and the uh, technology that's being put towards getting this as your item i think it's infinitely more custom uh, like and cool looking than most gifts and Kind of like having your own Hogwarts letters, your own famous wishes and wizards card. Right, yeah.
0: You just send them two pictures, you give them your uh, name and your bio, and your chocolate frog card is heading your way. Ah, so clever.
3: I love that. And I think, Eric,
0: you have one more.
3: I have just a shout out that uh, if you're looking to actually spend money on an item that uh, proceeds will partly go to charity, even a Harry Potter charity... Fandom Forward, formerly the Harry Potter Alliance, are partial beneficiaries for the MuggleNet 2022 fandom calendar, and this is actually this year the calendar, which they've been doing since about 2012 2013, um, has fan art as the monthly items, and the and the artists are all from. Instagram and credited to become this year's every month. And MuggleNet has been doing these calendars, like I mentioned. Uh, So they've compiled all the dates and it's a number of important dates in the Wizarding World, not just book release dates, movie release dates, actors' birthdays, creators' birthdays. Uh, There's just a ton of cool Wizarding events and they're about $20 and a portion does go to Fandom Forward, formerly Harry Potter Alliance. So I would recommend giving the gift of time in calendar form uh, to your friends this year. Great rec. All right, cool. Moving
0: forward in our discussion, I wanted to do something a little different compared to what we did last year. So I was thinking about how as kids, we probably had a bunch of different Harry Potter memorabilia and maybe it got lost or we decided to sell it or it broke or whatever else. And I guess this idea is also inspired by the uh, my big purchase earlier this year, the vibrating <laughs> Harry Potter broomstick that I've been talking about for years. Another question I wanted to answer here is if you don't want to support JK Rowling slash Wizarding World Inc. right now, where can you put your money besides fan-made items like the ones we just mentioned um, to get some cool Harry Potter stuff? So I thought... Let's go looking on eBay for some old, cool, old school Harry Potter merchandise, maybe merchandise that we used to have. And we'll start with that first and then we'll get into some rarer stuff we found on eBay. And I said, if price was no limit, what would you buy? Because some of this stuff is pretty expensive. Laura, what did you find?
2: So I found a blast from my past. Um, (laughs) I love it. I found the 2000 to 2001 student planner that was Harry Potter themed this is before (laughs) the movies were out so it's all original artwork featured in this planner I remember I had this thing in the sixth grade and it was so glossy and beautiful and all of the art was just gorgeous to look at and I was the envy of like all my friends because they were always like oh it's such a cool planner and people were always like taking it from me to look at it even teachers would come and be like oh can i look at that um it was i was like sitting here thinking earlier what do i want to promote for this segment and i was like god i remember that planner i remember how much i loved it and i wanted to see if it was on ebay and to my surprise there it is Um, is i love
3: ebay everything's there i know (laughs) I've never heard of Sedco Publishing Company, which it says on the back of this planner, but man, good on them for getting the licensing rights to this like way back when, like prior to the first movie, like you said, this artwork is sending me. Yeah, it is. is.
2: But what's interesting is on the back, there is a Warner Brothers trademark on this. So rights were definitely in their hands by that point. But I guess because the films had not been made, there was no official casting. They didn't have any other material to draw from. So they were able to go for original artwork.
0: Yeah, that's a great find. And it's unused. So Laura, you could buy it and then maybe wait for a year in which the calendars would align because this was for the 2000-2001 school year, you know, with like the days of the week.
3: Yeah. Eric, what did you find? In terms of something I had uh, and I no longer have, I definitely thought of this item, which the reason I don't have it anymore is I think I left it at your apartment, Andrew, and you moved, Um, (laughs) but it's the uh, old Mattel vintage board games. Uh, So speaking about that classic artwork, um, they did this, like a series of board games. I keep getting surprised because I see one that's that I've never seen before, but all with like old school art, old school directions. I'm thinking of Harry Potter Mystery at Hogwarts, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Family Trivia Board Game, and also one the one I haven't seen before is Harry Potter Diagon Alley Board Game, uh, a magical race of spending, scheming and spell casting. Wow, so, so many. Yeah. These board games were designed, again, prior to the first movie, right around that time. And the artwork on them is really amazing. The trivia game is a lot of fun. It's like just the stuff from Sorcerer's Stone, Philosopher's Stone. Um, it's it's actually just fantastic. All of these are great. And uh, both eBay and also Half Price Books has had these. Like I went to Half Price Books and they have a small section of board games, but more often than not, you can find some really good vintage Like, these Harry Potter board games are always in stock there, weirdly. Um, Yeah.
0: I I remember you brought those board games over. I don't know where they are now. I'll have to look around (laughs) a little bit. Maybe I feel like I donated them. And I think I asked you,
3: like, are you okay with me donating these, maybe? Yes, yes. I was not accused of trying. I think I played it, and it was the Quidditch pitch game, I want to say. there was a Quidditch pitch, and I... Yeah, It was a lot of work to set up. So that's why it I was, was just like, oh yeah, let's donate.
0: And we were also like, we're not eight years old anymore. Do we really want to play this game? I know, I know. It's for, it's for ages like
3: eight and up. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, these are classic. Um, these board games have a special place in Harry Potter collector's history and are still very affordable across uh, you know all the marketplaces that still have uh, them for sale.
0: Speaking of Mattel, I thought you were going to bring this one up, and I just found it on eBay. I put a link oh. as a subnote. The Harry Potter Levitating Challenge electronic skill and action game. You would somehow, I never had this, but I saw it in the stores, and I always wanted it. A little Quidditch ball would float in a circle, and you would have to get it through certain obstacles. Yes. But how did it float? Was oh, it magnets, air? It what? was probably
2: air. I, you probably oh. had to plug it in or something.
3: Yeah. Because I how did remember it similar
2: games like that from the 90s. Now you guys
3: aren't reading the upper right corner of the box. It says ball actually floats in midair. It's right. Funny. How? It's, it's how though? Science, it's magic. It was so neat. Oh, my God. But again, here's another game I've never seen before. Every time I look for an old Mattel Harry Potter board game, there's more I haven't seen.
0: I might have to buy this one. It's only $13. Yeah, you should. And I'll actually Play it and then film it. I hope well, the and then fans do a review. still works. Yeah, do another yeah.
3: do another Patreon review of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh my god! It, so it's thirteen dollars to buy, but then twenty five dollars to ship. I hate when something costs more in shipping. It's, yeah,
3: it sucks. It's coming from North Carolina. Laura, will you drive there and get? Hi, I'd like do to pick this for up for my Harry Potter
2: podcast. Yeah, I mean that's like a six hour drive. Sure. To
3: say it's not right. Oh, I don't court. know Southeast America. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> it's
3: all just one big state.
2: Right the South.
1: (laughs) Micah, do you want to go next? Yes. So I didn't necessarily grow up with Harry Potter the same way that you guys did. However, I will say I was looking on eBay just now as we were talking and I was thinking to myself, well, if I didn't necessarily grow up with Harry Potter, didn't have some of the cool things that you all were talking about, what would I have liked to have had? And I came across these really really cool Vans, Harry Potter, Golden Snitch skate shoes, and they're size 13, so they would definitely Uh, fit me. I think I could rock these. What do you guys think?
0: You should buy them. I can see you wearing these for sure.
1: Maybe I'll buy them, and then I'll post it on social media.
0: Do it. These are probably, I I wouldn't call these old, but we'll we'll let it pass.
3: The listing says says old school, but it was pretty recently (laughs) that vans got the rights to harry potter because they they did they have marauders map ones oh um, and house ones
0: yeah i looking at their site now i forgot about these these were yeah. a big deal actually when they announced them
3: yeah but this is cool and it's also one of those like low-keys like fan things where like if you know you know but otherwise they're <laughs> right they're nice they're vans right I
1: wonder if they're used
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: look in the details like yeah, Vessel, the West seller ten do a little you don't want to give them a
2: sniff when they get there
3: there (laughs) i was gonna say could wouldn't there be enough room to air out a size 13 shoe like yeah yeah, could there be two people that fit in a size 13 shoe in this world (laughs) like that's a huge shoe.
0: so here's something i had as a kid i don't know where these are maybe if i dug around i could find them the harry potter trading card game Mm. so harry potter was hot at the same time pokemon was and I guess Mattel or Warner Brothers or whoever decided to try and create another trading card craze similar to Pokemon. And I had these cards. I loved collecting them, just like I loved collecting Pokemon cards. I love the um, I don't know what what you call it, the one side of the card that is the same on every card, just like the the face down side, I guess you would call mm. it maybe. But I just love the design. You just see the top half of Harry's glasses and then the lightning bolt in his hair. But these bring me back because I would just stare at these for hours. There were so many different cards, of course, and all of them have different artwork. And it looks kind of in the style of Mary Grand Prix. I doubt she actually did these herself. And I think I remember actually playing it a couple times. But like I said, I was more of a collector. So I would love to have these Harry Potter trading cards again. I'm pretty sure I had
2: these too. Yeah. If I recall correctly, I had so much like late 90s, early 2000s Harry Potter merch. Mm -hmm. Like, I even remember one year our local grocery store was doing like official Harry Potter cakes. Oh, And they came with this like official, like really nice box that they would put them in. And it had like the logo all over it and everything. And um, I got a birthday cake from there one year and it was uh, Quidditch was the theme on the cake. So it had like uh, plastic pieces to be the hoops sticking out of it. And the cake was decorated like the pitch. Um, It was very cool.
3: You don't still have the cake, do you?
2: (laughs) No. No. It was very delicious. I did keep the decorations for a very long time. You know, they were plastic, of course, so it's fine. But I have no idea where they are now.
0: Yeah. I also wanted to mention, I'm surprised I don't think anybody's mentioned this yet, but Hallmark, the the store here in America, did so much official Harry Potter merchandise. I had so much of it in part because my grandma worked at Hallmark, but also we had a Hallmark near us in our hometown. And man, I'm very proud to say I still have a lot of that Hallmark merchandise, including Harry, Ron and Hermione bookends. So on the one side, you see Harry opening the portrait door and you see uh, the fat lady on the other side and he's walking in to the common room. On the other bookends, you see Ron and Hermione having just stepped into the common room. Ron's in a chair Wiping his forehead because he's exhausted. I guess they just, you know, got back from sneaking around or something or running away from Fluffy. I don't know. And Hermione's coming through. Like I said, I still have mine. They're a little beaten up. Uh, Harry's head broke off, unfortunately. And I think like somebody's <laughs> hand broke off. I glued them back. I glued them back. Um, but evidently, these are pretty rare. These are pretty pricey. Uh, I see by now for 120 on eBay, 134 But they are beautiful and so well-made. This Hallmark stuff has just aged amazingly. Like, you still look at the stuff and you don't say like, oh, it's tacky, it's 90s. It was really well-made stuff.
2: Yeah. Did anybody have the Hallmark Christmas ornaments pre-movies? Because we still have two of those that my parents put on their tree. More than a
3: lot of them played sound, too. Like they lit up, they played sound, little sound effects that were like before, you know, it's not anybody from the movies. They're all very good. No John Williams? Uh, Nope. Pre-John Williams. No clanging -clanging and banging. banging. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, Andrew, you always bring this up and I, I guess technically it's more of a collectible than anything. And I don't even know, maybe with the exception of eBay where you would find it, but the boxes that the books came in on release night That would be something that I'd be curious to see if anybody's actually selling on eBay, because that could be a cool gift for somebody who's like a really diehard Potter fan.
0: Doing a quick search right now, I don't see those. I searched for Harry Potter Midnight Release Box. I have Midnight Release Boxes for books four, five, six, and I think we have seven back in New Jersey
3: I'm glad you brought it up, Micah. I, I regret not going to my local bookstore and like browbeating somebody to give me those boxes. Like they are, so, the friends that I have that collected them or grabbed them from the Midnight book releases are very happy with them. And yeah, I'm, I'm kind of missing out. So I wouldn't have even thought to search for them, but you're right.
0: That is a great gift idea. If you can find them, probably mm-hmm. super, super hard to find. So I thought if price was no limit, What classic Harry Potter item would we buy on eBay? What did you find,
3: Eric? I think I mentioned recently on something that we did, one of our episodes or bonuses, that the Wizard's Chess set from the end of the first Harry Potter film um, that I have a couple of versions. One of them actually sells on eBay for like $15 and it's the best, it's durable, it's like for kids um, but it's those figurines that you're familiar with from watching that scene in that movie um, so long. And then I have one that I got at Barnes & Noble for like $50 in like 2007, 2008, that's made of resin, but some of those are breaking off like the heads and the hands, and it's basically like your ornaments, Andrew, um, but, or your bookends. But the uh, version I'm looking at, that if, if money was no object, The Noble Collection did a pewter, I think it is, uh, version of this uh, that sells currently the listing I'm looking at on eBay, uh, 320 British pounds. So 431 US dollars for this like extremely, probably heavy, heavy detailed wizard's Chest set. It's very cool. Very cool. Would you play it? It would probably just be for show. (laughs) I <laughs> mean, of course, I'd be, well, like I'd play it, but I don't finding somebody else who also plays chess is very hard. Um, it's not too hard it? to learn. Oh, yeah, well yeah. I could teach somebody. Teach yeah. Mac. Usually when I have friends over, we're like watching a movie or something. But yeah, I would have to I would have dedicated chess days and people would come over and play with this set.
2: Very cool. Mine is classic in the sense that it is discontinued it's not quite as old as some of the other items <laughs> that we've talked about on today's show um but this is an ultra rare discontinued Ooh. wizarding world of harry potter sneak that they apparently used to sell at wizarding world orlando and no longer oh, do
1: my. oh God. what in, why in the i don't know cool. in the
2: package but the reason i say this is because Toys like this that are discontinued and still on the package are extremely collectible. You can see on the price tag it originally was fourteen ninety five when it was being sold. It is going on eBay for three hundred dollars now.
0: Maybe it's wow. maybe it got recalled. Like it's not safe for children. Maybe this gives me. I feel an like idea. I remember seeing these.
3: Yeah,
1: all those chocolate frogs that are about to expire here at the uh, New
3: York Harry Potter <laughs> store. <laughs> um. Well, yeah. Remember when the Wizarding World just opened in Florida, and it was just Hogsmeade, and uh, Honeydukes had to share half of its space with Zonkos. Yeah, like right. the other the other side of it, and that was where they sold this. Like when right when they first opened, I'd never took a second look at it, and now I'm wishing I had because I was too focused on and perplexed by duck on a bike. but uh, yeah, the sneakerscope looks great,
0: yeah, very cool, it really, does. Micah, you have to go last because you have the most expensive item. So uh, I'll <laughs> okay. go next. This is something I'm very proud to say I actually still have, but it's quite expensive, and that surprised me. so I might have to put mine on eBay. There was again from Hallmark. this was from the year two thousand a Rubius Hagrid figurine but he's holding Norbert actually I don't have Norbert so mine's probably not worth any money um mm. but he's got like sausage links hanging out of his pocket and he's got a big beard and he's got a nice jacket and um it's again the Hallmark stuff is so detailed here's something that has so many details it's I think it's a little over a foot tall and uh you know he's he's stocky cuz of course he's Hagrid I used to I used to have this out in my childhood bedroom, even up until I was like 18, and I would always comb his hair back because Aww. for some reason his hair would get like a little disheveled.
2: Well, that's right. <laughs> and, right? I yeah, mean,
0: right. Yeah, but I just liked kind of like petting him and pushing the hair back. It's very soft looking, yeah.
1: yeah. It's very responsible this, of you Andrew to, you yep. know.
0: Yeah, I'm taking care of him. He was like my my own like Barbie, basically. But this thing's $400 on
3: eBay. Wow. It says we get a, rare should we get a 4K? pre-movie. Should we get a 4K television or this uh, Hagrid doll? Let's figure that. out.
0: Right, yeah. By the way, if you guys scroll down a little bit and look at the related items, you can see two other Hagrids with the disheveled hair. It must just like naturally <laughs> become a mess
3: just like the character like you we said need some sleekies hair potion on these guys
0: yeah and oh. by the way while i was browsing there's like this related items widget and you can see other harry potter stuff look at this one it's a lord voldemort action figure from sorcerer stone but voldemort's face is green he looks like the wicked witch of the west like why is his face green oh
3: wow I thought that was so funny. It looks like uh, Professor Quirrell got uh, the wrong every flavor bean that he didn't want, and it's made him sick.
2: (laughs) I guess because they're thinking that's... Evil? Yeah, it's like evil Slytherin bad guy. They're trying to differentiate him because if his face wasn't green, how would you know it was Voldemort otherwise?
1: Is Voldemort not on the back of his head? though? Because that's not Voldemort, that's Quirrell. It looks oh, it like is. Quirrell, if you look right.
3: at the so, click on the image. That's the back of the box. It says, uh, "Professor Quirrell's head turns to reveal oh, you know who." Okay. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. It's yeah ten. So that's Voldemort, and then the other side is a white face, and that's Quirrell. Wow.
3: They're both green. It looks. It looks. Um, maybe
1: does it? Is there like a light or something? Something that changes the color of the face? Maybe it got caught during the picture.
0: Maybe it's a rare misprint. Yeah, I think they just wanted to to make him look more creepy. Maybe they didn't have any references for Voldemort. Maybe. Because, like, maybe the special effects weren't done by the time they had to make the toy. Yeah, just put a green face on him. All right, Micah, what is yours?
1: Yeah, so um, eBay is my new favorite site here. Going uh, and doing a search on... uh, It's so fun. Some really kind of classic, old-school Harry Potter merch and i came across dumbledore's watch so i think this is the take on the pocket watch that he carries with him that when it opens up it has all the planets kind of moving around and this retails for a whopping four thousand five hundred us dollars so i'm thinking it must be the watch he was wearing when he fell off the astronomy tower that's the only way (laughs) it could get (laughs) That kind of money, yeah. But wow, I'm curious what has led to it being so much. It says limited edition.
3: Yeah, they only made twelve hundred. But who's all the hands? Each hand costs three hundred and
0: eighty-five dollars. <laughs> it is very detailed with all those hands.
3: It is. The picture isn't the best.
2: Who's the manufacturer?
0: Was released at the time of the first movie. Yes, yeah, so I wonder where they sold it. Like how? How did you get your hands on this? Oh, brand name Psycho, S-E-I-K-O, probably pronouncing that wrong.
3: Oh, yeah. They're a watch brand, I think.
0: Yeah. Interesting. There must be a more interesting story here. That's crazy expensive, though.
3: It is. Yeah. Do we want to buy a car or (laughs) a down payment on a car? (laughs) That's a heck of a find.
0: All right. So I thought to give people some other ideas for gifts. And of course, again, please go on eBay. Just start searching for random Harry Potter stuff. You'll find all of it. And it's really fun to browse. And people take good photos. So you kind of can take your t- yourself on a little history tour. But I wanted to give people other ideas for what to get friends and family for Christmas. That's Harry Potter related. And I thought of Cameo. So I think most people know what Cameo is. You can pay a celebrity to record a custom video for you or somebody else. You can say, hey, Oliver Phelps, uh, my friend Laura is turning 25 next month. Thank you. Um, could you please record a happy birthday message for Laura? And then he records it, then you share it with Laura, and then it's so cool because Laura is getting a custom greeting from Oliver Phelps. And you know, Oliver will say her name and talk to her about her birthday, you know, it, it's pretty neat. So, there are a bunch of Harry Potter actors on Cameo. No,
1: and a- Andrew, I just want to say, like. We, we have gone and used Cameo on the show before. We reached out to our good friend, Chris Hansen, from How to Catch a Predator.
0: <laughs>
1: and right. we had him
0: talk to Tom
1: Riddle about his issue. Yeah,
0: take a seat right over with there.
1: taking Ginny into the Chamber of Secrets. I
3: forgot about that. There are so many good actors like that you would... Getting in touch, Cameo is such an awesome thing that could not have existed the decade prior, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Because so many of these stars, like now everybody's got a cell phone and they can record and send and upload easily. But you can get David Bradley. You can get, you know, Dan Fogler. You can get, um, you know, all these actors now that are just like, they'll, they'll create a personalized message. It's amazing. Yeah, It's amazing. And and a lot of them on cameo know that you want to, to, you want them to embody or talk about their role in the thing that you like. Yeah. What's cool is
2: you
0: can also click into somebody's profile and you can see the other videos that they've made. So you Mm. can get a sense of if buying a video from them is going to be worth your money or not. Because some of these people are pretty expensive, like David Bradley, $250.
2: Tom Felton is $600.
0: Tom Felton, $600. You also got to look at how long these videos are, too. Um, yeah. Tom Felton's a minute or two, but he also plays a song for people. And I think he like makes up a song on the spot. So, you know, some people are clever about it. And yeah, $600 is a lot for Tom Felton. But
2: if you're a big Tom Felton fan, I get it. You know. Yeah. Sean Biggerstaff, fifty dollars. Yeah. A lot of people were thirsting over him back in the day. So
0: <laughs> Yep. We actually <laughs> yeah. just shared a great TikTok uh on our Instagram about that thirst. Thank you, oh, new yeah. social media manager Chloe.
3: Yeah. Jan he's awesome. Mike and I uh saw him at the last League Con. The really, really good people. Hugh Mitchell played Colin creepy.
0: Yeah. 29 bucks. Uh A MuggleCast listener himself, Rohan Gotobed. He's on here, 15 bucks. Tiana Benjamin, 30 bucks. They Lam, who played young Lita
3: in Fantastic Mm. Beasts. So Fantastic Beasts representation on here.
0: Oliver and James Phelps. Miriam Margulies. That would be a fun one. $170. But yeah, she's a lot of fun. (laughs) Pay her to roast you. You will love it. I watched one of her videos and she mentions farting. So,
2: (laughs) That's probably one of the more PG rated Mm. things that she mentions. (laughs) It's the only
0: (laughs) thing cameo can show of her videos. Yeah. Josh Herdman who played Goyle. So yeah, there's some people on here. I know Bonnie Wright has been on. She's her profile currently is inactive and somebody else I'm forgetting. Yeah. So that's another idea. I, I know people love these cameos because it's so cool to have your name said by these people. So
3: that's a great recommendation.
0: All right, so we're going to talk about some of the latest official items that have been released in the past year in a moment. But first, let's set aside our materialism for just a moment to talk about another way to brighten our lives, therapy. And this week's sponsor, BetterHelp, makes it possible to receive therapy from wherever you are right now. Taking care of your mental health is one of the most important things you can do for yourself. And if you think there's something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals, check out BetterHelp. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp lets you easily and quickly get started with therapy, and you can do it via voice, video, or text chat. Within 48 hours from right now, you can start speaking with a therapist, and the service is available for clients around the world. Once you get started, you can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling, it's way more convenient, and financial aid is available. And BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. The holidays, I know, can be a very tough time for a variety of reasons, so if you need someone to talk to, I'd love for you to check them out. And we have a special offer for MuggleCast listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com MuggleCast visit BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast. That's BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Again, 10% off at BetterHelp.com slash MuggleCast today. All right, so there have been a couple of official Harry Potter items released in the past year and we thought we could touch on them.
1: So one of the items we thought we could talk about is the Lima edition of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, which is now out and available. And uh, we talked about it when they released the Sorcerer's Stone edition, and they just do amazing work. I mean, the things that they created for the films have such amazing detail to them, and they've really taken that and applied it to their own versions of sorcerer's stone and now chamber of secrets and presumably they're going to continue to do this uh with the rest of the series i know that creates you know a little bit of indecision maybe amongst people if they've already started to collect the illustrated editions of mm. the harry potter series which i believe we have order of the phoenix due out next year uh, so it gets yeah. to be a lot part one but <laughs> part <laughs> one yes uh I, I, and I get it, but I think this can make for a really great gift, uh, especially if you have somebody who's just starting out with the series and they like to have illustrations along with uh, what they're reading. I think this could be really cool for you know some of our younger audience or or some of our audience who are parents and have kids.
0: Kids these days, they don't know how good they have it. Back in my day, we had to read Harry Potter without pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well, sort of
3: right? Uh, okay. Chapter the chapter images. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the illustrated editions, they have so many photos. Mina Lima. Yeah. They have done a really great job so far. They only released sorcerer stone last year. It'll be interesting mm. to see if they can keep up that pace or if they'll have to slow down as the, uh, as they get into the longer books, I'm still salty that they're doing this series at the same time as the Jim K ones. I wish mm-hmm. this came out after Jim K. Like, do we really need two illustrated editions mm. uh, running at the same time so for that reason i'm just sticking with the jim k ones i i do love mina lima and i have some of their artwork and actually did buy uh book one but i'm gonna did i return it i can't remember but Andrew. no i kept it i kept <laughs> it i my significant other wanted to keep it i wanted to return it but
1: anyway damn right uh, and it's out it's available you can Order it right now It came out on the 26th of October. Yeah, I can't believe
3: I missed that release. Yeah,
1: I think we all kind of missed it. I don't think there was a whole lot of publicity around it to be honest from what I remember.
3: I saw it at Target, but I'm not buying it. So, no, oh, I'll talk just it to yourself. <laughs> Kept walking by. Uh, well, I will say, Meta Lima, I mean, we just love them. Period. They're great people and they put a lot of hard work into everything that they do. But if you're if you're curious or if you're if you're hesitant to collect more Harry Potter books, they also did all these literary classics. So I have the illustrated Peter Pan version. They did Beauty and the Beast, The Jungle Book, um, Alice in Wonderland. There are just so many that are just in this same style where throughout the book, there are illustrations and fold-out parts. And it's just, I don't know how they sleep, like, with yeah. all the content they're, they're making. Plus, they're doing movie stuff for Fantastic yeah, Beasts. Yeah, right? like, They're the graphic designers. for the, They're still the graphic designing the films. Unbelievable.
0: So, yeah. The only other thing that I had, and panelists feel free to mention anything else but i have become an increasingly big fan of legos over the course of the pandemic so i've had my eye on new lego sets and lego oh my god they're doing so many great sets particularly for adults these days
2: yeah like stuff
0: that you just want to display because it all looks so good and it doesn't really look childish they have this new one called Hogwarts Icons Collector's Edition. I assume this means they're going to be doing other Hogwarts icons, so I can't wait to see what else they they dream up. But this one is Hedwig, and he's holding a Hogwarts welcome letter, and he's hovering above a, a stack of books, and you also build a wand and a scarf. You can pick any of the four uh, scarfs. They give you instructions for any of the four house colors. Uh, It also comes with a couple of like little potion bottles, Harry's glasses. You build, you build a chocolate frog, you build a golden snitch, and this is all in one set. Very, very cool. This one is pricey; it's two hundred fifty dollars. But again,
3: for adults, and and the idea that like so so what I did recently with Legos, my friend John bought like a Star Wars stormtrooper helmet and boba fett's helmet and it's hundreds and hundreds of pieces but it comes with a display stand and you're basically creating what now would be like collectible like it's lego right it's like sleek and right you know themed for yeah you
0: want as an adult to display it it's cool it's yeah it's sleek like you said by the way speaking of big sets they recently released the titanic set Oh, Six hundred and thirty dollars, nine thousand pieces. That would take forever. Does it come with a James Cameron Lego? Because that would be awesome. It should. That'd be a nice touch. But again, it comes with like a display mount because mm-hmm. they know yeah. you want to display it. One other Lego I wanted to mention, and this is about half the price of this Hedwig one. It's Harry and Hermione, but they're each like a foot and a half tall. And they 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 look like Lego characters. They're basically oversized lego harry and hermione's where's and ron
2: no ron <laughs> good question nobody cares what are they about trying ron? to say this
3: this is you know who was the first person to buy this set was steve clovis i um, was because i was like no weasley i'm in uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding no but these are so
0: cute i just want to like bring them to bed with me and cuddle with they them. are
3: cute they're hard plastic andrew though don't oh uh, yeah that won't I, be don't cuddle with them but, 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 but yeah they're they're adorable hundred twenty dollars Oof and they at each have a one a
0: piece
1: or they for come a cost together?
0: effective
3: together 130 together okay for a cost effective set i found four privet drive um which is set four dollars seven five nine six eight that one the one i'm looking at is 69.99 um yeah they have a bunch of other more
0: affordable sorry
3: I- i'm suggesting the the expensive pieces. You get each of the Dursleys, you get Dobby. Look, we're, um, we're suggesting $4,500 watches. So. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> we said if money was no object on keep, this. Well, yeah, true, true. But <laughs> they also did release, sorry, a wizard's Chest set this year, a Lego wizard's Chest set. It's official yeah. Harry Potter. Oh, and there you it's go. Pretty right up it's nice. a little, Eric I was hoping Sally. it would be bigger. Otherwise I would have bought it, but
3: I'm going to have all four versions. Well,
1: Eric, you know, then then you can version. actually smash the pieces.
3: oh god that's brilliant that's so smart
1: but uh yeah i was just gonna say though um they opened up a lego store not too far from where i work and one of the things that has been in the window which i'm sure draws people's attention and brings them into the store is a harry potter lego set so i might have to go in and check it out
3: take a photo and and where is that lego store in relation to the harry potter shop new york
1: I mean, you could walk it. It's New York, but it it you'd mm. probably be better off taking the subway or hopping in a a cab or an Uber. Okay. It's probably about 30 blocks.
0: Well, we hope everybody enjoyed this and maybe it gave you some ideas, maybe for yourself. Uh, you can ask others to get you these things or you can give these to other people. If you have any feedback about today's discussion, you can contact us by writing or sending a voice message to mugglecast at gmail.com. For the voice messages, just record a message using the voice memo app on your phone. You can also use the contact form on MuggleCast.com, or you can leave a voicemail on our phone. The number is 19203-Muggle. That's 1920-368-4453. If you do record a voice message, just try to keep it about a minute long and record from a quiet place. And record it safely, by the way. I always get stressed when we hear people driving while, while recording a voice memo. I assume you're doing the hands-free, but still, stresses me out. Be I just safe. care about
1: y'all. And please yeah. I I know you mentioned this, but please say your name. That's always something that people forget to do when they call in and we've heard it on a couple of um voicemails, but we'd like to be able to, you know, acknowledge you and 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 you know, acknowledge your contribution. So, please remember yeah. to say your name.
3: Otherwise, we have to read your phone number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or
0: we'll just make up a name. So before we get to Quizage, we actually have an announcement. Yeah. For the first time in, I think, nearly a year, Ooh. we are hosting another Quizage Live. This is a live Harry Potter trivia game you can play online. You can play for free. You can compete against your fellow MuggleCast listeners. Micah, what else should they know about this?
1: So we are planning to host Quizage Live. Sunday, December 12th at 10 a.m. Eastern time. So do the calculations for whatever time zone you're in. 10 a.m. Eastern on Sunday, December the 12th. Topic to be determined. We usually come up with some fun ones.
2: Bring your A game. Competition is steep.
0: Yeah, we will open up the stream probably 15 minutes before the game starts. So people have time to get in. Uh the best way to play this is to either play on a desktop computer or to play or to have a phone and a desktop computer or a laptop because you need to have two windows open and you just can't do that on a phone. To get the full experience you need you need two windows open. So these mm. are a lot of fun. You can actually watch the other quizage lives that we've done on our YouTube channel. And by the way, for the first time ever, we're planning on releasing this quizage live as an episode of MuggleCast, so everybody can still play as normal but we will be recording it and then releasing it as a podcast and we'll try to like tighten it up so you don't have to sit around waiting if you're just listening at home
1: what do we think top five
0: top five get that $4,500 dumbledore watch wow. we'll find four more
3: we're bankrupt everybody <laughs> yep and the show's out of money <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, great call out on previous quiz. Itch. Uh, it's a great way to see on YouTube, uh, which, you know, under MuggleCast podcast, which uh, the previous games, how they run and also uh, challenged us to not reuse those questions. Otherwise we'll get caught. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's 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 I'm really excited. These are always a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah, they are. We can't wait. All right. Well, now it's time for our weekly trivia
3: game. Last week's quizage question, what was the first movie directed by Chris Columbus, which co-starred a young Vincent D'Onofrio as the Norse god Thor? The correct answer is Adventures in Babysitting. Great, great, great movie if you have not seen it. And this little girl, they're in a body shop and she very much likes superheroes and she looks up, Thor? Anyway, correct answers were submitted by Buff Daddy, Raven Connor, bang-ended scoot, here with a thousand fandoms. Sarah Morris, who said, I answer this as a geriatric millennial who only knew Thor in this context for a very long time. Greteletta, and Gimli, son of Gloin. So congratulations to everybody who got the right answer. And uh, here we go, next week's question. This one's an easy one for book readers, especially lovers of Prisoner of Azkaban. Oops, I told you where to find it. What 14th century witch enjoyed being burnt at the stake so many times that she did so at least 47 times under different guises? It's a fun book one, throwing it back. And uh, submit your answer to us on MuggleCast.com using the Quizich button or MuggleCast.com slash Quizzitch. Submit your answers there. Sounds good. By the way, we
0: have a new social media manager. Her name is Chloe. She's off to a fabulous start. Follow us. On Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, we are MuggleCast on all three, and you can see what she's up to. We're going to be doing stuff that we've done before, but that we have been doing, but we're also going to shake the social media channels up in a bunch of different ways. There's a lot more TikTok on our Instagram already. I don't know if I should say that. <laughs> yes. Is that attractive to people?
3: <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's going to be very attractive. We can we can start curating content that you, because uh, TikTok's really hard to navigate. So let Chloe do it for you.
0: Yeah. I don't like using TikTok. So now she's just repurposing, bringing TikToks over to Instagram, which works great for me.
2: Y'all love it. I waste so much time every day scrolling TikTok. Is it wasted
3: if it brings a smile to your face, Laura? No,
2: you know what? That's right. You're so right, especially during these trying times.
1: Yes. I invest. That's what you should say. I invest yep. so much I invest time. invest many ah. hours in scrolling
2: through my For You page.
0: All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of MuggleCast. Like we said, we will be off next week. Thank you again, everybody, for being a listener. We really appreciate it. We're thankful for you. And we'll see you in December. I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. I'm
1: uh, Micah.
2: And I'm Maura. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.